So what are some of the most urgent issues Congress should tackle in the year ahead as they relate to health care, cybersecurity, and patient privacy? I'm Marianne Kobusak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Samantha Birch, Senior Director of Congressional Affairs at the Healthcare Information and Management System Society. Sam will be speaking to us about some of the urgent health data privacy and security-related issues that HIMSS is requesting Congress to address in the year ahead. So, Sam, HIMSS recently sent to Congress the group's so-called asks for the upcoming year. Can you briefly explain what's on the top of the list when it comes to privacy and security matters in the healthcare sector? So we chose one pretty narrow cyber issue to focus on in terms of our legislative asks for this year. Our other two asks were around um, telehealth and infrastructure. Um, So I'm happy to discuss those as well, but I can start with where we went with cyber. In 2015, for our congressional asks, we bit off one piece of what we thought would be helpful to the healthcare sector related to HHS's involvement in healthcare cybersecurity. That ask, which ultimately became Section 405 of the Cybersecurity Act of 2015, focused on ensuring that the sector could get the tools and resources that it needed to better identify and defend against cyber threats. This year, we really focused on what we thought was a critical third piece, which was ensuring that the leadership was there at HHS to help the sector have a more proactive stance on cyber. So really that external facing role. And the way that we structured this was the elevation of the HHS Chief Information Security Officer. We think that it's very, very critical that there be someone at HHS that the healthcare sector can reach out to that has authority both internally within the department, but also is in a position to work externally to help the sector improve. So now, Samantha, in 2016, HIMSS also issued a cybersecurity call to action that recommended some additional actions that Congress should take or the healthcare sector can take to improve cybersecurity. One of those was also to elevate the HHS CISO role. Why do you think it hasn't happened yet? And are you more confident that there is more tension on this issue of, again, sort of raising the profile of an HHS CISO, and why is that so important? So there was a bill in the last Congress in the House side called the HHS Data Protection Act. Uh, HIMSS was very, very supportive of it, and it, in fact, did just that. It did elevate internally the HHS Chief Information Security Officer. We're looking, again, at working with bill sponsors to see whether a bill can be introduced in this Congress. We think it's very important, both for the purposes of elevating security within the department, but also, again, creating an official within HHS that is the go-to person for the sector when it comes to cyber. And I think this gets into certain federal government reporting structures And it's a little bit of an education process on Capitol Hill to explain why this leadership role is important, how the sector currently interacts with HHS, and how we can improve that interaction in order to move the sector forward. Sam, as you mentioned, in the so-called asks 
that Hims is making to Congress. There's also issues involving telehealth, also the 21st century healthcare infrastructure. What in those particular areas do you think are important for the industry to sort of focus on in terms of telehealth and maybe, you know, privacy and security of data in that area? And then also with the infrastructure, what's needed to better improve secure exchange of health data in the healthcare sector, since there is so much focus about the importance of being able to share data with the clinicians and researchers that might be integral in terms of better treatment, better research and innovation, you know, those sorts of things. So our focus on telehealth really focuses more on putting the right Medicare policy structure in place to promote greater use of telehealth. And certainly there are always going to be privacy and security implications for any additional or advanced use of new technology. What we're really seeing, though, is we're not seeing telehealth and remote patient monitoring deployed as widely as we would like it to because there are a set of barriers there when it comes to policy that prevents Medicare from reimbursing for telehealth, in large part for telehealth and other innovative healthcare technologies to a large extent. So these include barriers around restrictions for originating sites, geographic restrictions, and certain types of technologies that can be used. And so the Connect for Health Act, which is really what we focused on as the bipartisan, bicameral, comprehensive telehealth piece of legislation that's currently out there, really would remove a lot of these restrictions and allow for greater deployment and use of telehealth for Medicare patients. The most important thing also to consider about the Connect for Health Act is that it does look at this expansion in a fiscally responsible way. So it doesn't throw the doors wide open and say Medicare should reimburse for any patient for any technology. It looks at how can we ensure that the most vulnerable patients are high-risk high-cost, sickest patients have access to this technology that could potentially make a huge difference um, in their health outcomes. So we're a strong supporter of the Connect for Health Act. We are very appreciative of what the Senate has done on the Chronic Care Act. We think that the telehealth provisions that are included in that, while it doesn't include remote patient monitoring, do take us a step forward, also in the importance of getting additional data on telehealth use by Medicare patients and the cost implications. So we think that the Chronic Care Act is a very important piece as well. And how about with the infrastructure requests that HIMSS is making to Congress in terms of improvements to enable the sort of secure data exchange in the healthcare arena that is so important to some of these other initiatives? As discussion around our nation's infrastructure, and we always think about it in terms of our roads and bridges crumbling, we want to ensure that our healthcare critical infrastructure and public health critical infrastructure is part of the conversation as well. We picked off two areas that we thought Congress should consider investing in, in order to really support what we think is 21st century healthcare. And those two areas are broadband and public health surveillance. On the broadband front, we know that there are still many communities in this country that do not have access to high-quality broadband. 
that's needed to support all of these advancements in technology that we have, for instance, telehealth. We also know that there is a direct correlation between our least connected counties and higher prevalence of chronic disease like diabetes and obesity. So the lack of broadband is reflected in poorer health outcomes and poorer health status for people in the United States. So we really feel that this needs to be addressed in order to improve health outcomes for patients. On the public health front, unfortunately, we have a public health surveillance system that is stuck in the 20th century. Many of our public health agencies are still largely using paper to collect what is extremely critical data, again, in terms of being able to formulate, to identify public health crises, to do knowledge transfer, to really make communities healthier by being able to intervene. So we have really looked at, as the basis of that part of the ask, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention's vision for public health surveillance in the 21st century is a strategic document that they put forward a few years ago that really goes through the key initiatives of what needs to be automated and how we also, importantly, address the need for changes in the public health workforce to support this modernized surveillance system. So the competencies that are required today aren't the newer competencies that are going to be required to support this, quote, information superhighway. So that's really looking at the areas of informatics, computer science, health information management, many of the areas that are obviously near and dear to to HIMSS in terms of our membership. So that's really how we chose to look at infrastructure, ensuring that we're looking, and while we only bit off two pieces of a very, very large issue, um, we really want to ensure mostly that healthcare is part of that discussion. And finally, Sam, this is not included in HIMSS current asks to Congress, but I know this is something that's been sort of near and dear to HIMSS for a while, and that's the whole issue of patient ID matching. In the past, HIMSS has you know made requests for Congress to sort of reexamine some of the privacy, security, and safety issues that have been created because there isn't really a standard for yeah. identifying patients with their records. And just recently, a group of bipartisan senators sent a letter to the Government Accountability Office also asking GAO to make recommendations related to how the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT can better address some of these issues. What's Mm -hmm. your take on patient ID matching? Do you think there's going to be much movement in this area? Is there any signs that maybe Congress may change its sort of attitude about HHS being involved in this work? Great question. And HIMSS actually uh, was involved in working with those offices to craft that letter, really with the goal of ensuring that this GAO study, which HIMSS have been asking for for so long, will be the strongest, most effective, most impactful study that it could be. And so I think on the issue of patient data matching, which is and remains an incredibly high priority for HIMSS, we've seen a few very promising things happen on the congressional front in the last couple of years. We've seen report language that's come out of the House of Representatives that clarifies the ban on the unique patient identifier to really change the conversation to say, we're not necessarily talking about a UPI anymore. Let's talk about patient matching and how do we advance patient matching 
on a nationwide basis in a strategic way. That was really Congress saying to HHS, the ban is very specific, but your work on patient matching can go further than that. So it really was a a critical clarification to say that HHS can work on the patient matching issue while Congress retains the very narrow ban on a unique patient identifier or on the promulgation of a standard and funds to support promulgation of a standard of a unique patient identifier. I think this letter was really sort of another layer of that, which was a group of senators that span ideologies really coming together and saying, we need to move past the political toxicity that existed around this issue for so long, and we need to solve the patient matching issue. We need to move it forward. And so by expanding the GAO study or requesting that the GAO study be expanded, I think they were really taking it in a direction that said, how do we move this issue forward in a meaningful way? So I think Congress now has engaged. Um, I personally don't see the ban being removed, but I see Congress working to clarify what the ban means and what it doesn't mean in terms of HHS's work on patient data matching. Thanks, Sam. I've been speaking to Samantha Birch of HEMS. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.